In 2015, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services published the Modularity Final Rule, requiring states to follow a modular approach to Medicaid management. While many states have embraced the shift, successfully modernizing the monolithic Medicaid management information systems to modular Medicaid enterprise systems, the journey to modularity does not come without risk. Due to the vital role that these systems play in sustaining business operations, and particularly the complex nature of claims and counters and financial modules, states must be aware of the risks associated with these large-scale implementations and leverage all available tools and resources to mitigate risk. In this podcast episode, Fierce Healthcare sits down with Rajesh Sharma, Vice President and General Manager of Gainwell Technology Systems Integration, Data Analytics, and Interoperability Product Offerings to discuss the opportunities and challenges that modernization presents. Based on his experience supporting more than 60 modular Medicaid projects for 23 Medicaid programs, Sharma shares practical and proven strategies to help states navigate the journey to modularity, as well as lessons learned to avoid potential pitfalls. Rajesh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Julia. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little about yourself before we get started? Absolutely. I'm a health IT practitioner with more than 21 years of experience in building end-to-end enterprise IT systems for state Medicaid agencies and commercial payers. Over the course of last two decades, I have developed a pretty good understanding of the business processes and policies as well in the Medicaid and overall health and human services space. In the last seven years, I've been focused on building and implementing modular MES systems. And I've been part of many successful implementations. I started off back in the days as, as, a, as a programmer. The technologist in me is always looking to use the modern tech to resolve the most complex health IT challenges by transforming the underlying business processes. And that is exactly what CMS modernization goals are. Very excited to be here today to discuss the topic that is very close to my heart. I'm excited to have you. What are some of the trends and factors driving the push for states to modernize their MMIS systems to a modular architecture? Sure. Let me start by giving you a little bit of a context here. Right. So MMIS Modernization Initiative, it goes back to 2015 when CMS published the modularity final rule. As part of that rule, CMS recommended to states to break down their monolithic MMIS systems into modular functional units called modules. The main goal of Medicaid modernization effort was to provide the best member experience and increase the member engagement to provide the best possible care to the Medicaid members. There are a number of factors driving this trend. Uh, Let's discuss some of them. So now most of the MMIS systems were built 15 to 20 years ago, and the technology has advanced so much in this period. CMS is encouraging states to leverage modern technology to drive up the member engagement that will help proactively monitor member health to drive down the overall cost of care. Also, uh, with old technology, system enhancements took longer time and it costed a lot more uh, to maintain that technology. So the other factor was to make systems more agile 
and less expensive to maintain uh, these systems using modern technology. More vendors becoming part of the system also enables the, the innovation to, uh, to, to a great extent that was not possible with just one vendor. Last but not least, I would also mention that some states ex experienced vendor lock-ins for many years, and modularity is helping avoid that. When we talk about modernization, it's easy to get hung up on the technological components, migrating systems, selecting the right platform and architecture, etc. What are some of the other success factors states should consider? How important, for instance, are business and operational processes to modernization? So, Julia, that's a great question. The short answer is that business and operational processes are at the heart of modernization effort. As I mentioned earlier, most MMIS systems, they are 15 to 20 years old, and the underlying business processes were also designed 15, 20 years ago. I'm sure they must have undergone some modifications along the way, but these projects provide a great opportunity to review the old business processes as a whole and transform them as needed. In fact, business processes should be the driver of your modernization. I'll make the same argument for operational processes as well. For example, the massive advancement in call center technology should help transforming operational processes. So technology is important, but it's the business and the operational processes that must be driving the Medicaid enterprise system modernization. Understood. So how does modularity benefit the end user, um, whether that be an agency employee, a provider, or a beneficiary? Can modularity affect health outcomes? Absolutely. So modularity is one of the ways to modernize. One of the main ideas of modernization is to enhance the user experience using modern technology, whether it's an agency employee, provider, or beneficiary. Once modular systems are put in place, states are expected to save costs on IT, and that money can be used to provide the benefits to the members. Modular systems will make enrolling for benefits easier for beneficiaries. It will make finding the providers quicker for any services that they need, and they're going to make it easier for providers to submit claims and process claims quickly. So modernization will surely affect the outcomes positively and should free up resources that states can use to provide the benefits uh, to the members. With transformation often comes risks. What are some of the things to look out for as states set out to modernize their systems? This is my favorite question, Julia. So I'm going to take some time to answer this question. There are many risks that states need to watch out for depending on the met method of modernization. Few states who try to modernize the core claims slash financial module at the start of the modular program failed in that implementation and they had to pivot. So since core claims processing is the heart of the MES system, one of the ways states can reduce the risk is to keep it towards the end of the program and modernize everything else before they start modernizing the core claims processing system. So that's the biggest risk uh, that is facing modular system implementation. Number two, I want to talk about some of the flip sides that comes with modularization. What we are doing with, with modularization is we are breaking up a functioning system into pieces. So not planning sufficient time for integration testing and performance testing is another big risk that states should watch out for. 
Number three, when we talk about modularity, we are talking about different vendors doing different module work. So the higher the number of module vendors in the program is another big risk that states should watch out for. More the number of vendors, meaning more communication channels, there is more need for coordination, and the probability of failure goes up. Smaller the number of module vendors, easier it would be for the smoother implementation of the program and long-term helping operations uh, drive down the costs as well. Number four is weakest link conundrum. So successful vendors delayed by struggling vendors where links and dependencies exist among modules. All of your module vendors are not going to be at the same level of skills. Some would be better than others. The way to mitigate this risk is to identify these risks early and provide necessary help to the struggling vendor to keep the program on schedule. One thing which projects like these is that we win together and we lose together. And state has to take the lead to identify the issues as early as possible. Number five on my list is in operate and maintain phase four modular MES, states must manage multi-step multi-vendor processes, which presents ability to drive cost savings. The way to reduce this risk is to be strategic and keep the number of vendors and number of modules to minimum. Why do you think some states are embracing the shift to modularity, Why others are slower to modernize? What advice do you give to each of those audiences? Yes, so it's true that some states started earlier than others. We must understand there are good reasons on both sides, though. Some states are more risk-tolerant, and some of them are on the other side of the spectrum. So the risk-tolerant ones embrace this shift earlier than others. Then there are business drivers as well. One such factor is the timing when state contracts for legacy MMIS systems are up for renewal. So for example, if some state MMIS renewal is not until, say, 2027, that state has more time to plan for modernization and more time to learn lessons based on the in-progress implementations. Every state looks at technology differently. So keenness to adopt emerging technologies, for instance, software as a service model and cloud adoption is not at the same level. Another factor why some states are slower than others on adopting to modernization. After seven years of modernization and modularization journey with more than 23 state programs, our advice is that now is the time to get on this board. There are sufficient data points and lessons learned now to guide states how to go about their modular MES journeys. On the kind of technology solutions, our advice is to consider going for software as a service solutions. Some of the states are still hung up on owning the code and IP, which is how they did business for last five decades. But the industry has moved on to software as a service model in last 10 to 15 years. The advantages of software as a service model trumps the old model hands down. For example, clients don't have to spend ongoing resources on the infrastructure and the maintenance of infrastructure in the SaaS model. They don't have to spend separately on software licensing and keeping track of it. That itself is huge and provides states flexibility to deploy those resources elsewhere to improve program outcomes. When you buy SaaS solution, Julia, the build cost of the future changes will be ideally zero. There'll be only implementation costs. 
the number of changes that states would typically do using change order mechanism would now come in a product release without clients paying anything additional. So SaaS models should bring down the cost of change orders and their number as well. There are so many advantages. We can have a separate episode on that. I will leave it on that for today. The message here is that please consider software as a service solutions for your modules and that will serve the states well long term. As a systems integrator, are there certain lessons you've learned or best practices you've developed that you could share with our audience? Absolutely. So system integration is where I have spent a lot of time in the last, last seven years. Gainwell has developed a list of lessons learned and best practices based on our work with 23 states on implementing modular systems. For this discussion, I have prepared a list of eight lessons learned. This list is huge, so I could only fit eight here in the interest of the time. Number one is putting in place the right organizational structure to support modular MES implementation. Early adopting states were not prepared and adequately staffed to work with multiple vendors at the same time. They realized it three to six months into the program when a lot of deliverables were pending reviews and started impacting timelines. So it's important to think through this and have the right teams in place on the state sides to support the modernization program. Number two is putting in place a strict program level governance. Another reason for delays at the program level was not having a strict program governance. Now, not that program governance were not in place uh, in, in some of the early adopting states, but the issue was the, the decision makers were missing. Right? So that's what we are suggesting here that have your program level governance in place with the right executive decision makers so these programs can be uh, kept on, on schedule. Number three is at the start of the program, under the direction of state project management office, it's important to put in place an integrated master plan that provides a program view of integration dependencies between different modules. This plan should be baselined once approved by stakes stakeholders in a formal setting and should be reviewed every week with the state program executives to keep the program on track. Number four, using the enterprise change management and program management tools for the program execution plays a crucial role in keeping the information current and provides visibility to all stakeholders. States should use these enterprise-wide tools right from the start of the project. The fifth lessons learned and best practice is prioritizing integration testing planning from the start of the project. I already talked about it. We are breaking a working system into different pieces. That increases the number of failure points. And the way we are mitigating this is to develop an overall enterprise testing strategy in the planning phase of the project. This strategy will outline the roles and responsibilities of each vendor as well as the state in the testing phases. The sixth lessons learned is around training the state users and other stakeholders with the new modular systems is going to be another critical factor. The best practice is to put in place a comprehensive training plan that starts during the planning phase of the program and gets updated throughout the program. It must be ready by the time system integration testing phase ends, so trainings can start for the stakeholder. Number seven is to have an overall 
help desk strategy in place before going live. As a result of MES transformation, operations of the modular system is going to be different than the current operational processes. So along with documenting the new operational processes, it's critical to have a clarity how the help desk process will change for the future. Last but not least, when it comes to deployment, having an incremental approach of deploying module one by one or maybe few modules together instead of a big bang cutover will be key to successful MES implementations. In the end, if there are two takeaways that we would want our listeners to uh, remember from this podcast, that would be number one, modernization should be driven by business slash operational process changes and then apply modern technology to best design the underlying business operational processes. Technology should always be enabler. Second thing I want listeners to remember is there are different ways of achieving modernization. Modularization is one of them. While designing a modular system, the main consideration should be not having too too many modules or vendors as it complicates the implementation and operations in long term. To get the most out of modern technology, we suggest not more than six modules in total and keeping the number of vendors even smaller. The six modules would be one core claims encounters in financial module, two pharmacy module, three enterprise data warehouse module, four IVNV, five provider management, and six integrated eligibility. The other way and the most risk averse way of modernization is to modernize your existing working MMIS system. The fact of the matter is that majority of the monolithic MMIS systems already has EDW, pharmacy, IVNV and integrated eligibility as separate modules. The core idea remains same. Start with revisiting your business operational processes and modernize your working MMIS in phases. We call it modernization in place. We already have few success stories using this methodology. So then point is that there are more than one way of modernizing your MMIS systems and we can help state choose the best way, keeping the risks low and at the same time achieving the CMS modernization goals. Rajesh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today and learning a little bit about Gainwell Technologies. Thanks for the opportunity today and I look forward for more of these conversations in the future. Thank you for stopping by.